Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. New year, same host, Tyler. Uh, I am the 2021 co-host, Till. RWD is our podcast where we argue, debate, and scream into that scream void. Scream into the void. I was waiting for that. Uh, various aspects of D&D 5th edition. Got, got to guys the to wake up. I apologize for any of you were driving and just got really scared. By tweeting us at RWD Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to 2021. What a time to be alive. If I can find it, I'm going to play a clip right here of how naive we were a year ago. <laughs> I went back. I listened On to this first show? Ep- yes. I, first, yeah. I listened to the first episode of 2020, and we were like, yeah, 2020, may all your roles have advantage. Yeah, like, we yeah. Were really. Yeah, there were plans. We were optimistic. Yes. And um, it did not work out that way. I, you know, I can't wait for all the hindsight is 2020 jokes in years to come. <laughs> so it's been a day. It's it, you know, it's been. It's, I don't think we'd really do been, address. The... No, it's been a nine months, but yes, today's been a weird day. Yeah, we're recording on Wednesday. You know, uh, twelve hours before this this is going to air. So if you've been paying attention to the news today, some things have happened. I don't think we need to address it, but just we'll say, what a Wednesday! What a time to be alive. People in the future who are listening to this, just Google. January 6th, 2021, and really revel in the history of today. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, if I can find that clip, I'll play it and put it in there. But hey, welcome back. How are you? How's your new year? So uh, I, as, as I was saying offline, I've been playing a lot of uh, the early access of Solasta or Solasta or Solasta. Solaster. However you say it. Crown of the Magister. It's it's been a very enjoyable game. It's honestly, in my opinion, the closest that I've ever experienced to the video game version of Fifth Edition Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I've never heard of this before in my entire life. And uh, yes, it's I've I've enjoyed it a great deal. The number one selling point for me, at least is that there isn't one hero that that you're the guy and everything revolves around you. You literally make the entire party that you travel with. You make all four people. So you can make whatever you want. You want four rangers, you can make four rangers. You want four rogues, you can make four rogues. You know, I've got a uh, cleric, ranger, rogue, wizard mix that I'm working with right now. Checks out. Yeah. And I tell you, I do not like the aesthetic of the party of the pcs yeah no they're not pretty it's not a pretty game you know it's definitely not Baldur's gate 3 or skyrim or anything that's like nice to look at but mechanically i've enjoyed it a great deal the dungeons and stuff look really like it looks really great but the people look not yeah no 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 (laughs) they're not i might be um a little a little jaded though because i recently just finished the last of us 2 Mm -hmm. and graphically and technically it is far and away uh, beyond any game I'd played up to this point in my life. I've been playing Baldur's Gate 3, the early access for a while now, and it's, you know, very beautiful. Um, you know, I like, I, you know, I, li- I like certain, there's definitely things I like about it, but Slasta is definitely, if you enjoy the mechanics of D&D, um, this is as close as I've seen to an accurate representation of the game. Um, the actions, the action economy is spot on, you know, uh, 
spells work how you'd expect you know your flaming sphere your spiritual weapon you know they they move as they should and you can control them as your bonus action and it's just it, it the reactions are well done um which i think is definitely uh not well done in Baldur's gate 3 is probably one of my biggest gripes is uh reactions in that game um in this they are done perfectly you know so yeah just i've had a lot of fun with it um you know, I'm not very far. I think I'm like level three, level four, something like that. So there's probably only like four or five levels in the early access. But when it becomes a full game, I will play the fuck out of it. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Start yes. good start to 2021. Good yes. start. Yes. Right. Yes. I I'd say uh, I have low expectations for the year. So. Oh, I mean, yeah. Well, you know, just speaking of the show, we're go- this year soon. We're gonna hit a hundred episodes. Can't believe that. Right, we'll we'll enter into our fourth season of the show. I can't believe that. Uh, and you know, we may we we may get to double digit followers on Twitter. No, I'm just kidding. We do have double digit followers. On Twitter. Speaking a- of, several of them disagree with you, by the way. And all artificer spells have a material component. Anywho, well, we're not we're, talking about that. We're t- we're finishing a journey, sir. But we're not far off because the next we're gonna have a. Uh, uh, double feature a magical double feature to wrap this all up i honestly think this might be the best episode of this adventure Ooh, that is a bold statement sir that is because a... the range the ranger rogue one was good right yeah i was gonna say that um, was that was a solid episode but i think this is gonna be a wild ride next week we will do wizards and i think everything else yeah yeah we're just gonna tie up all the other stuff in a set in a single set you know how when you read like a paper like a scientific paper it'll say like johnson et al as the authors meaning johnson and everyone else that next episode wizards et al it'll be everything everything else else. so today we are doing source sorcerer am i saying that right sorcerer uh depends uh you know it comes from the old latin sorcerer is it not from the old hebrew a men and a women nope nope you don't know what i'm talking about okay never mind don't know that one (laughs) so i'll tell you off air Source Sorcerer and a were not werelock. Where mm. is that like a were, werewolf but a, a lock? Their lock. Their lock. Where? <laughs> Their castle. Yes. I'd never heard that one before. You've never heard that? That's that's from Young Frankenstein. That's Mel Brooks. Yes, genius yes, right there. I remember it now. I have heard yes. it. That's right. That's right. That's right. So sorcerers first. Let me pull up sorcerer. I got all my notes, but I want to have it. I want to have it up. Yeah, because we're They're gonna start obviously saying stuff, and we're gonna have to fact check each other. It's gonna be great. Just just like last year, optional class features, subclasses. Two subclasses, Aberrant Mind and Clockwork Soul. Yes. Um, sorcerer, optional class features. Now, I do want to say something I've been thinking about. Go ahead. That we've been looking at these a lot through like a combat lens, right? Mm. Um, that is how my mind works. It just is what it is. Well, that is... I'm only saying that because there are people who don't necessarily prioritize that stuff, but the that's only because your abilities have consequences in combat out of combat. Those consequences are less dire. So your, your class features matter more through the lens of combat. Yes. Right. So I think we've said it. I know I've said it a million times. Any character can be good. Correct. Even if we give shit to a subclass because it's not useful in a fight, doesn't mean it's not, fun to play which is which is all of me to uh, leading up to me saying 
in the second half of this episode, I believe we will touch on Ooh. the greatest Ooh. ability okay. of any class ever. Ooh, okay, okay, that's a bold statement because I have a lot of shit to say about the warlock, but we'll that's get. What to we that. call a tease. So let's start with the sorcerer. We're on the sorcerer. We're on the sorcerer. Additional sorcerer spells. Honestly, I'm just going to skip over this. I, I don't. Care. I have no issue with any of them. They all seem fine. They're fine. Yeah, they all right? make sense to me. Nothing totally out of place fine. here. Right. How did how did sorcerers not have Bigby's hand? That's like, an excellent <laughs> question. I don't know. <laughs> how I don't did know. they not have like, flaming sphere? And fire shield and just like these simple things are like, yeah, they should have that. Yeah, I feel like these Greece. are all obvious. So well, who doesn't have Greece? I thought everyone just gets that as an option. As a the sorcerers spell. were just expected to carry Greece around. Ah, ah that yeah. actually makes more sense. Yes. So let's just jump into the, the first thing, the meta magic options here. Yeah. Um so two new ones. Yeah. Seeking spell, transmute spell. I like seeking spell. I think great. I think the cost feels appropriate for the effect. Yes, I think seeking spell is a fantastic ability for a sorcerer. Two sorcery points to re-roll a d20 if you attack with a spell and miss. Yes, you have to use the new roll. Yes, I think that's great. The best part about it is you can do it if you've already used a meta magic option. Yes, that's why it's great. Mm -hmm. I think transmuted spell. Who cares? Um, I. I like it, uh, and I and I'm actually going to explain. I like it from an RP perspective. Yes, because um, having been uh, in the past, not in fifth edition yet, but in the past, been a character that is a spellcaster that devotes themselves to one energy type. When you run into creatures who are resistant or immune to that energy type. It sucks. It hurts. So you bad. like being able to spend a sorcery point to change your damage type? Yes, yes. I, I, I it's not great. It doesn't really do much, but it could save your life in a pinch. I would say if I cared more about this, that this should be a feature of a subclass of a sorcerer, not all sorcerers. I, I don't mind that all sorcerers get it because, in my opinion, it essentially replaces the need to take Chromatic Orb or Chaos Bolt. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. So... Uh, all right, fourth level sorcerers, sorceress versatility. See the previous. You probably hate horse. this, right? See the previous. We, you know, we we beat the crap out of versatility in the well, past. Well, yeah, but you can swap your meta magic features. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I, as I've said, we've said it before. If you don't know what you're doing, or if you don't like what you picked, you didn't plan. Just plan better. Okay, here's the big one. Fifth level magical guidance. Is it really when, the big one? If you make an ability check and fail, you can spend a sorcery point to reroll the d20. Yeah, but I, I like unless I'm about to fall from a cliff edge, I can't imagine a sorcery point being worth a re being worth the re-roll on an ability check. I, I think it. this is I only say it's the big one and I love it because what it does is the same thing as a paladin turning their channel divinities into smites or whatever, right? That's fair. This turns your sorcery points into more. To me it feels thematically like uh you know how there's in in Harry Potter or or you know Lord of the Rings or any of those. There's oftentimes that spellcasters just kind of do minor magical effects, but they're not necessarily a spell. Yeah, that's what this feels like. I would agree with that. You know, suddenly you know they're not casting gusts, but maybe there was a little burst of air that helped them push a little farther on their jump or something. You know? Yeah. Okay. I would. I would. I would dig that as a as a rationale for this ability. I think it's I think this is a nice supplemental ability, an optional ability for sorcerers to have. Good. Just because it gives you a little more depth and flavor to your sorcery points. I, okay, I dig that. I dig okay, that. so let's get into the worst part here. See now, I'm glad we started strong and happy 
because it's it's only going to get bad from here. Because first, I, I'm not a fan of the origin <laughs> is aberrant mind, which is a psionic. Psionics for sorcerers, yay! So, ten, ten. I want to make this. I want to say this right now. We bash the shit out of psionics, but I honestly, I try to find the good in things. So I did that with this. So however bad it sounds, just know I tried. So you get an aberrant origin, right? You are alien somehow. But the first thing you get at first level is psionic spells. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you learn these additional spells. Yep. They it's... don't count against the number of sorcerer spells you know. They, they all Kind of like any other subclass, they right? They all seem appropriate for the subclass. No issues. They do. When you gain a sorcerer level, you can replace one spell you gained from this feature with another spell of the same level. The new spell must be a divination or enchantment spell from the sorcerer, warlock, or wizard spell list. That part interests me. Yes. That I can pick from other lists. Well, that's the case with some other subclasses. Yeah, but I, I don't know. It just it, it felt... It's weird with psionics, right? Yeah, exactly. But... It, it's fine. It's fine. Like I, suddenly, I wait, wait. Are, like, are these actual spells or are these psionics? Am I doing magic or am I doing mind stuff? If I'm doing mind stuff, how am I able to just swap it out for new spells? Or, or are these me moving my hands and my making words and casting an actual magical spell? It's all the same. It's all the same nowadays. Doesn't matter. I I will I will repeat this refrain as we get into some <laughs> stuff later because the first level ability is telepathic speech yes which is essentially the exact same thing as the awakened mind in the warlock subclass of the great old one yeah you can choose as a bonus action somebody you see within 30 feet and you can speak telepathically to each other for miles and miles okay I'm for several minutes i'm glad you brought this up here's my thing here's my my confusion point with this ability yes why even give the limit i don't know so okay you you are limited by a number of miles equal to your charisma modifier three four five whatever doesn't really matter it right, only, five or less fine it only lasts for a number of minutes equal to your level so let's say it lasts for 20 minutes because you're you level five miles because you have a 20 charisma exactly you have to start within 30 feet of each other so short of some sort of teleportation you're not gonna get that far away in 20 minutes Right, this doesn't feel like that. The ability is supposed to be for that, anyways. So I don't this know why this is they supposed to be me chatting with you in the tavern silently. Yeah. yeah. So right, I, it just felt like a lot of words for a very simple ability. So but, it's you know it's unlimited telepathy with a creature you can see basically. Yeah. Because you could just refresh it mm -hmm. after it drops. Yeah. So you know, first level telepathy. First level telepathy is pretty good. Now here's um, something. Mm-hmm. Level six. Yep. Psionic sorcery. Absolutely. I would like to read it verbatim. Go ahead. When you cast any spell of first level or higher from your psionic spells feature, you can cast it by expending a spell slot as normal or by spending a number of sorcery points equal to the spell's level. Mm -hmm. If you cast a spell using sorcery points, it requires no verbal or somatic components and requires no material components unless they are consumed by the spell. Mm -hmm. You can cast... I can make Everd's Black Tentacles out of nowhere. No verbal component, no somatic component, nothing. Yeah. I could just be standing there and cast. Yeah. A, 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 this allows sorcerers to almost always have surprise if they're instigating combat. Well, in all fairness, I mean, that 
already kind of exists with the metamagic subtle spell. You can cast spells using subtle spell without using verbal or somatic components. I guess that's true. I guess I'm spending sorcery I mean, points either way. It makes subtle spell a little useless for this subclass, but... That's true. But yeah. I wasn't even thinking about that. But yeah, um, uh, you know, it's it's a unique aspect of this class. They have to get psionics into sorcery somehow. Like with other classes, it's a little easier to explain. Um, but psionics, again, with sorcerers, they're born this way. It's in their blood. So I don't really get how you work psionics into that. Like learning psionics, I kind of get. But being born with it, it feels more X-Men-y, mutant X-Men-y kind of yes. thing than it does D&D-y. And I'm still confused as to whether or not it's magic or psionics. Doesn't matter. It's both. It's psionic like, sorcery. It's both. If I cast it with spells, it's magic. Yep. If I cast it with sorcery points, which are magic, it's psionic. Still magic, but it's just psionic magic. It's got both tags. If you're trying to tag it, I think we should just do away with it completely. Well, you can't. <laughs> I've tried. I've looked into it. Apparently, we can't just take out pages from a book all willy nilly like. We don't have. The wish spell granted by the genie, which we'll talk Dude, about later. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I just I think this is a fine ability. I just don't understand it. Good. Like that, you know, giving that you makes two of us. Giving you the ability to turn your sorcery points into spells was already what sorcery points did, mm-hmm. right? I, I could already convert sorcery points into spell slots, mm-hmm. but now I can combine that ability with the subtle spell meta magic. Yep. So this is this is essentially. Uh, subtle magic improved yeah uh for a very specific set of spells right um okay psychic defense at level six you gain resistance to psychic damage and you have advantage on saving throws this is like the shittiest sixth level ability i've ever seen in my life really not great because a if you're a halfling you already have advantage against being frightened if you're an elf or half elf you already had advantage against being charmed you know and resistance to psychic damage who the fuck does psychic damage there's like one creature Mind flayers. Yeah, mind flayers. Um, you know, you have to be fighting very specific things, like aberrations. Which, if you're an aberrant mind, I doubt you're hunting down aberrations. Well, that's what I was gonna say. If you are in a, if you are a niche psionic in your themed psionic adventure, perfect. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Not but a- otherwise, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Other other than your friendly bard, you're not really dealing with psychic damage that often. Oh right, you could. You, uh, 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 what's it called? Vicious mockery. Vicious mockery. Yep, there you go. All right. We got to keep moving here. Yeah. Revelation and flesh, 14th level. You can unleash the aberrant truth but hidden within yourself. Bonus action. Spend a resource point to transform your body for 10 minutes. For each sorcery point, you gain one of the following benefits of your choice until the transformation ends. So you can spend up to four with each point gaining one of these abilities. Seeing invisible creatures within 60 feet of you. Mm-hmm. Flying equals your walking speed and being ability to hover. Mm-hmm. Swim speed equals twice your walking speed, mm-hmm. and you can breathe underwater. Mm-hmm. Or you become gelatinous and can squeeze through gaps. I didn't uh, describe just now. Each of those comes with like a creepy physical things that happens to your body. This doesn't you... feel like this is a fourteenth level ability. This is this is stupid. It is. Sea invisibility is a second level spell. Fly is a third level spell. Water breathing is a third level spell. Like all these things can be done with low level spells. Yeah, but now I can just do it with one sorcery point. You can do, no, you can do it with one sorcery point for each one. Yeah, but instead of spending a third level spell to fly, I spend one sorcery point and I can fly. Yeah, for ten minutes. 
That's fine. That's, That's fine. the point. I'm, yes. I'm basically getting a lesser okay. fly. So again, uh, but I can cast some of those spells as rituals and not have to spend anything. These are these are this, minor this, utilities. This this isn't a 14th level ability is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I would I'm agree with that. I'm able to cast 7th level spells at this point. Like I think this is a good and cool ability and especially the gross descriptions that come with these things like your when for the swimming one you get little cilia that come out of your skin and gills. Yeah. I think this is a very cool ability, but I agree with you that 14th level is way too late for this. Yeah. This should have been this should have been 6th level. The 6th level ability. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like completely should have been the sixth level ability. Absolutely. I don't think that's overpowered. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think that's overpowered at all. Yeah, flying, swimming, squeezing not, under doors, not fast flying, right? Yeah. Normal flying. Yeah. Swimming for ten minutes, breathing underwater, great. So. But now their eighteenth level ability is super weak. Ooh, see, I actually love it. As an action, you can teleport to an unoccupied space you can see within 120 feet of you. Immediately after you disappear, each creature within 30 feet of where you started makes a strength saving throw. Otherwise, they take 3d10 points of force damage and are pulled into the implosion you left behind. Mm -hmm. um, successful save, they take half and are not pulled, which you can do. You only have to finish a long rest or spend five sorcery points again. 3d10? See, now here's... See, when I first thought about this, I was like, yeah, 18th level, this is weak. This isn't that good. But I thought about it. Because I, like I said, I'm giving this shit a chance. I thought about it, and here's what I came up with. It very clearly says this is an action, but... This is not casting a spell. So as an action, you can do this. You can bring a bunch of people within 120 feet of you into you, into that area. You're then out of that area. What do you do? Quicken a fireball. Bam. Suddenly that 3d10 gets at yet 8d6 to it. Suddenly you're actually doing something on a turn with this ability. Okay. I love where your head is at because that's going to help for the rest of the episode. Um, but the niche circumstance where that's where it's that good is if you're surrounded by minions yes. you need to escape. Yes, that is, yes, that's exactly what it's for. But given how versatile a sorcerer is at this level, how would that happen? That, that won't happen. Life finds a way, my dude. I don't think this ability, I don't think if you're an 18th level sorcerer, you are ever going to use this as anything other than a 120-foot teleport. Uh, yeah, I don't dispute that. And maybe hit a guy yeah. for half of 3d10 damage. Yeah. Well, right. I mean, not not a lot of creatures have good strength saving throws. You would probably do the full 3d10. I mean, if I'm fighting anything big. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Obviously, if you're trying to fight a fucking dragon, teleporting it, you know, 30 feet towards you isn't going to really do shit anyway. So, yeah. no. Here's the, here's the real trick. Fight on a cliff. You jump off the cliff, teleport. That way they get pulled off the cliff. And fall as you teleport back on. But so you'd have to jump 30 feet out for that to no, even have a chance. Jump some distance. Yeah. <clears throat> You're a weak-ass sorcery. How are you going to get out that way? My strength's 10. I can jump 10 feet. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We, we got we to gotta keep moving in the first section here into the clockwork soul. Now, this is um something. See, now... I tried real hard, and I think I gave all of my fucks to the aberrant mind, because when I started reading this Clockwork Soul shit, I'm like, this is fucking stupid. This is one of the most unique subclasses I think we've reviewed. Okay, first off, how does how does it happen? Uh, what do you mean? How do you become a Clockwork Soul? The cosmic force of order has suffused you with magic. It's right there in the first. I line. understand that, but how is 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 Mechanus 
and the themes of Mechanus in your blood. That just doesn't make sense. Well, Mechanus is all about the the cosmic structure of reality. It's it's a bunch of fucking machines, buddy. This They're is all like machines. There are people who exist in real life who believe that the foundation of the universe is mathematics. Oh my god. Like anyway. the universe came into being because of math. Those people are clockwork sorcerers. Anyway. Anyway. Math. This is math. 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 Great. So okay. they get That's probably spells. why I hate it because I hate math. They get spells. They're not that great, actually. Oh, the spells aren't that great. To spell magic, okay. Greater restoration eventually. Cool. They're not great. These are not the spells you want if you want to be a versatile sorcerer. I feel like there's a lot of protection and similar-ish spells. Alarm, list. freedom of movement. And it actually kind of feels, um, we did, talked about it a little bit ago, as kind of like almost like an oath of the Watcher Paladin, like this protection from outside forces or, or weird forces that are trying to fuck up your normal life. Well, that's exactly what we're going to see with this subclass. Is this is a this is a call to order? Yeah. This subclass here. This should have been a paladin. I think is what I'm trying to say. Um, starting with the first level ability, when a creature you can see within 60 feet of you is about to roll a d20 with advantage or disadvantage, you can use your reaction to prevent the roll from being affected by advantage or disadvantage. Proficiency times per day. Yep. This is a fantastic first level ability. Yes. I love this. It is. Um. Nothing else is like I, this in the game. I feel like I would use it more to prevent disadvantage on my friends than give advantage to or prevent advantage from foes. Right, probably. So, um, but uh, again, you know, uh, it, it just feel This is an ability that gets forgotten. Like you forget you have it and you just don't use it and it just doesn't happen. You might use it. 50% of the time that you actually could use it because you're just not thinking about it. Maybe you don't want to give up your reaction because you're holding on to a counter spell or something like that. You know, uh, I don't like, I don't like sorcerers using reactions on things that aren't counter spell and shield. You gotta be thinking. Yeah. I think you gotta reframe your thinking a little bit. This is a support sorcerer. There's no such thing as a support sorcerer. You get support yes, wizards, it is. It's a clockwork sorcerer. druids. This is a support, maybe a support sorcerer. Cleric, this is not No is not sorcerer a DPS. in the history of sorcerers have been support sorcerers. The closest, this, thing, closest thing is our current sorcerer in our current campaign. Nope. This and, guy is a support sorcerer. The divine soul sorcerer, and that still weirds me out a bit. I think that ability, that first level ability, is an ability that should have existed beforehand that exists now, and it is super cool. And if I was this sorcerer, I would never forget about it. Suddenly, you know... My rogue, who, is, who would have sneak attack if he didn't have disadvantage, gets to sneak attack. My my barbarian, who recklessly attacked, and that attack against him has advantage, bam, suddenly that doesn't happen. Like, what I think attack? This, I, mean, I think you're way overestimating. It's first level. As a, as a first level ability. So two awesome. times a day, I get to avoid this. I think shit. it's a great first level ability. Uh, okay. Okay. Well. Fashion of Law, sixth level. You can tap into the grand equation of existence. As an action, you can spend one to five sorcery points to create a shield around you or another creature you can see within 30 feet. This ward is a number of D8s equal to the points you spent. When the creature takes damage, it can expend a number of those dice and roll them to reduce the damage taken. I don't get what an abjurative ward has to do with law and order. I don't understand why this isn't just temporary hit points. Yeah. Why isn't this just temporary hit points? Because it, it allows you to decide which attacks you're going to reduce, I guess. That's that's uh, whatever. Yeah, but like, I, I don't in care. terms of order, right? Why am I subjecting it to random D eights? I don't ask me. I don't like this fucking shit. As I like to I, the fixed number. Why wasn't it spend one to five sorcery points and get 
four temporary hit points for each of those points. If somebody said to me, Kevin, you have to be an aberrant mind sorcerer or a clockwork soul sorcerer, I would be an aberrant mind sorcerer every fucking time. Are you sure you wouldn't just be a sorcerer without a subclass? Ooh. Ooh. Well, that wasn't an option, but... <laughs> I think this is the, the weakest of their abilities because it doesn't make sense with the flavor. It doesn't make sense as to why it's not just temporary hit points. Um, and I agree with you that it doesn't make sense like as an abjuration whatever abjurative shield whatever you said abjurative really ward nice. yes. abjurative ward i like that it was really well because nice. another class gets an abjuration uh wizard gets that yeah so. i don't i don't really understand this ability trance of <laughs> trance of order level 14 I'll you align it. your consciousness with the endless calculations mm. of mechanist bonus action you can enter a state for one minute for the duration attack rolls against you can't benefit from advantage whenever you make an attack roll an ability check or a saving throw anything under a 10 is treated as a 10. Once you use this bonus action, you got a long rest or spend five sorcery points. What do you think? This is the big fight ability of all big fight abilities. It's pretty good. Like the idea that you're in a fight, this horrible monster can't get advantage against you, already pretty cool, but then you can't, no matter what you're rolling, can't get less than a 10. Like, like this, this, is, this is what big fights are made of right here. I know. This was I, the one thing I'm like, man, you know, maybe I would be this class just so I get to this ability. It is. Um, it's pr it's pretty solid. At level 14, your proficiency bonus is five. Yeah. Right? So, and your charisma is probably, let's say, three or four. No, it's four. So five you're attacked. Yeah. Well, at level 14, I don't know about five. So we'll call it four. Well, so your attacks. Wrong, but okay, go ahead. Your attacks are going to be plus nine. Yeah. So you're rolling. 19 minimum 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 and i'm thinking more along the lines of saving throws all your con saves for any concentration spell you've up is going to hit 10 minimum every time you right right In incredible it, i think that part that part even without the advantage part which is so good i think that part is so great yeah for a, for a minute and you can and if you like have a bigger fight after that you can still spend five sorcery yeah points drop the sorcery there. points like if you're in some epic battle you can keep it going. Again, again, at level 14, you have 14 sorcery points. Yeah. So. I think this is super great. Level 18 is their supposedly their big ability. You summon spirits of order that float around you. They do three things. The spirits restore up to 100 hit points divided as you choose among nearby creatures. Any, any damage objects <laughs> in the cube are repaired instantly. <laughs> and every spell of six level or lower ends on creatures and objects of your choice. <laughs> What is this? This is so crazy. That second ability is so stupid. <laughs> Dude, I don't understand. Does it fix magic items? Anything that's broke. If it's an item, it fixes it. It just gets fixed. Yeah. Can I bring an ancient tablet that's been worn by eons of ages and wind and time and it's fixed like brand new? I don't see why not. I, it's fucking wild. I just love the idea of like, I'm in this big fight and there's a cabinet on the ground and it's shattered. Suddenly it's fixed. And guess what? I have a cabinet now. Suck it. Well, any damage objects but, doesn't include broken limbs, right? But no, no. But um, I, I like the healing. The healing hundred hit points. Hundred hit points, pretty good. Um, you know that's just that's power word heal. That's that's very good, very useful yep. ability. Um, and the ending spell effects could be very helpful. Anything the like nullifying spells, a hold person, any of these things that are affecting your team, you can just end without any questions. It's, Dude, I this I isn't love a spell, it. so it can't even be counterspelled. Right. They're I think this spam. is, again, a, such a unique ability. Yes. 
I I think is really really. It might not be the greatest ability in the world, but it's it not, is very it's cool. It's not bad at all. Um, and again, you can spend seven sorcery points to do it again. At level eighteen, you got eighteen of them, so you got this. You can do this three times if you're feeling wild. If or if you're in a really shitty situation, your team's getting fucked up. Oh yeah, three hundred hit points yeah. over the course of three turns. Divide yeah. it as I choose. Mm -hmm. As I choose. Man, yeah. you keep your barbarian ticking. There you go. I think I think the clockwork. It, it's weird. I don't think it actually makes any sense, but it's got some very cool abilities. It's not a sorcerer. <laughs> it's not. I would it's agree. Not a sorcerer. That, so. This is a cleric or a paladin. I mean, it is yeah. what it is. But whatever. All right, we took a little bit of time on there. We're gonna come back. We're gonna talk about a warlock, baby. It's gonna get real bad. A warlock. They're locked. They're locked. All right, we'll be right back. <laughs> I'm gonna edit it out. Don't worry. We're back uh, to continue our journey. Did you get any new dice for Christmas? Uh, did, did. Uh, I'm, I sent you the. Oh, do you want me to talk about it on the show? Is I that just what wanted doing? to see if you got dice and. You know, I did. I sent you the pictures. I know I got the picture, but the audience doesn't know what you got. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I signed up for the random dice from uh, Wormwood. Uh, they were very cheap, so I appreciated that. Got two sets of acrylic and one set of metallic dice. Nice. And they were all quite pretty, and I, they're all quite legible, so they made me happy. I say my goal is to use my dice this year. I think that'll happen. I would I hope do. so. I got I copper do. dice. There. Uh, the best part of the metallic ones I got, I don't know what the metal is. Like it just it's It's random, so they don't tell you what it is, but... Um, they round the sharp edges on them, so they're not deadly. Yeah, I and like I the sharp that. I appreciate that a great deal. I'm going to need all the caltrops I can get to defend my home. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I, I, am, I am ready. My soul is weary, but I am not. Warlock. Oh, God. Optional class features, additional warlock spells, and a pact of the talisman. Okay, can we start with the spell list? Oh, you want it? You actually want to say something on it? I actually have something to say here. Okay, go for it. I have always had one issue with warlocks spells. With warlock spells, however you want to say that. The summoning ability of warlocks. Okay. I don't think they shouldn't be able to do it. My issue is I think that warlock summons should be limited by the patron they choose. That makes sense. For example, I can't for the life of me understand why a pact of the fiend warlock would be summoning Fae. It just feels wrong and stupid. I would agree with that. And yet they've added all of these summons to this class list just to muck it up for me a little bit more. I would completely agree with that. Those summon spells should be on the patron spell lists. Yes, exactly. That makes sense to me. Like not every, not every warlock should summon undead. Like an archfey probably doesn't really like undead. They'll probably yeah. be very against that. I mean, I think your maybe your DM can hold you to it. Like, hey, no, you don't. You can't do that one. Oh, but the DM does so much. Don't make him do this too. Yeah, I know. Okay, that's a good point. So that, so, that was my yeah. One you thing. get more summon fey, summon shadow spawn, summon undead, and eventually summon fiend and summon aberration yeah. too. So yep, there's a lot of them. I would agree with that. So now this pact of the talisman here. I don't get it. It's like a mini skill check bless. I don't get it. But it doesn't hurt the, anything. But... Here's the thing. You make a talisman. Your patron gives you an amulet. Yep. Right? 
Here's the thing. You can let someone else wear it. See, you're getting ahead because I'm about to dive into that issue it's in hard. This one. It's in this one that can aid the wearer. Oh, man. So you can let somebody else wear it. So when they fail an ability check, you can roll a D4 or they can roll a D4 to add to it. I'm gonna, I, I, not... Benefits from a number of time equal to your proficiency bonus. Now, that doesn't seem relevant right now but it becomes relevant later. I don't understand why any patron would give you a thing that you really are supposed to be sharing. Yeah, why? why? I don't get it. <laughs> it. It doesn't really make sense. We'll get into it. Don't worry. Because Eldritch Versatility, you can replace your cantrips. Oh, this poor, um, poor, Replace poor. the option you choose for your fucking Pact Boon. 12th level or higher, you can replace a spell from your Mystic Arcanum feature. This versatility is probably the most versatile. Very versatile. Very versatile. Uh, I'm sure the Bard's had... I can't remember the Bard one, but I'm sure it was more versatile somehow. Well, this one actually had to include an extra line. If this change makes you ineligible for any of your Eldritch Invocation, you Damn. must also replace them. Yes, there it is. So it's become more complicated. Yes. So this versatility is the most versatile because it can actually... It, it's a... There, it's changing things that are foundational to other abilities in your class. Yep. And there will there is a non-zero amount of times that someone's going to say, oh, I'm going to change my Pax Boon feature and forget to change their invocations. Oh, absolutely. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so, eh, meh, meh. Now, here's the thing. Go get them. They offered some new invocation options here. I don't think we should spend too much time on this because we got two subclasses I know, to get through. I know, but they're important. They're, they're not. The, the couple of, of them are. The Bond of the Talisman. Stupid. You can teleport to the talisman. I'm going to fucking murder whoever gives away their fucking talisman. And the talisman user can teleport to you. Hate it. Dude. Anyway. So you, any talisman you make, you have to give it to somebody else. That's the only reason this would be good. Only reason. Eldritch Mind, advantage on con saving throws to maintain concentration. So, yeah, whatever. That's pretty good. Um, I just put down some ones that I like. Mm-hmm. I like uh, the the two where, uh, where you uh, get to write in the book of death and whatnot. Fa- the the far, far scribe, far scribe, and the gift of protectors. I love those. Far scribe is cool. It doesn't look like there's a limit, so you have infinite sending with a limited number of people. Yeah, right. That's pretty cool. A lot of fun RP chances there. Gift of the protectors is not bad. Uh, it's too it's bad. A free only... death ward once a day for anyone who signs yeah, their name. Too bad it's only once a day because you're ninth level at this point. Eh, um, it's death ward. Come on. Yeah, one person, one time a day amongst a group of people. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Investment of the Chainmaster. I wrote that it was meh. I, I didn't spend a lot of time on the invocations. Um, there was some that I wanted to mention was the Undying Servitude. Ah, you just want un- Animate Undead? Well, I like the idea of giving the Warlock, more chances to cast spells. Because their spell slots are so limited. Uh huh. You can cast Animate Dead without using a spell slot. Once you do so, you can't cast it until you finish the long rest. That's uh, really they, nice. Essentially, have, this is plus one A lot spell. of their invocations are spells. I know, I know, like that. that. So Animate Dead stuff, so. works for me. I just like that yeah. notion of expanding yeah. the spell list. Again, with that, though, I would limit it to the Warlock. Like, they should have a want or need to have Undead around them. Yeah, okay. I, I agree. All right, yeah, we're going to be a little long today, but we're going to start with the Fathomless subclass. Mm. Mm. Go on, go ahead. I don't fucking understand why they made this a thing. Like, they, they literally took the idea 
of a specific set of deities from the great old one and said, well, since they're water-based, they're going to get their own thing. Yeah. This feels like they literally did it just because Critical Role did it. They did. I, that's all I can think of the whole time. Yeah. That's like all I can think of was Ford the this entire is, time. This is Ford. Yeah. That's all this is. Yeah. I mean, what a fucking ripoff, right? Seriously. 100%. Their spell list is appropriate for watery. Makes sense to me. It's got uh, Sleet Storm, Control Water, Lightning Bolt, yep. Cone of Cold. Yep. First little ability, get tentacles. It's called hentai, and it's art. It's a neat little spiritual weapon. So it is, and and you can tell it's definitely their focus because it just gets better and better as it goes. It doesn't do much damage to start, but slowing someone down can be helpful. Mm -hmm. It's a bonus action. It's like a weak little spiritual weapon. It's a tiny little spiritual weapon. Also at first level, swim speed and can breathe underwater. Oh, my. It makes sense, but who gives a shit? I think it's very cool. This, like... The number of times in any game I've ever played that I've had to swim or breathe underwater for like extended periods of time has been so fucking like if I'm playing a sea campaign, okay, I get it. But otherwise, yeah. Yeah, this would be if if I said, okay, we're playing a pirate campaign. Yeah, all sense of the perfect. world. Yeah. Level six, you gain resistance to cold damage. In addition, mm -hmm. when you are fully submerged, any creature that is also fully submerged can understand you speaking, and you can yes. understand them. Yep. So, resistance to cold damage. It's just like tritons. Yeah. Yeah. Level six. Your tentacle is better. Yep. When you or a creature you can see within 10 feet take damage, you can use your reaction to choose one of those creatures and reduce the damage by a D8 or eventually two D8s. 2d8 baby yeah Woohoo! wow you took a fireball you took 40 damage well guess what you reduced it by six bitch I know. is this like it's good that they got a reaction added in but jesus fucking christ i do, I do always appreciate reactions because there aren't enough reactions for a lot of people could they have like, made it less damage could they made it more insulting with how little damage this defends it, it or just does know, it's fucking it's, pathetic in 10 feet yeah, it's just fucking. Yeah, this is this is pretty pathetic. Yeah. So, uh, grasping tentacles. You learn the spell Everett's Black Tentacles. Counts as a warlock spell. Doesn't count against spells and every or the spells you know. You can cast it without using a spell slot. But you gain temporary hit points equal to your warlock level when you cast it. Mm -hmm. More importantly, damage doesn't break your concentration on it. That's what I was gonna say. You don't have. You can cast Everett's Black Tentacles without having to concentrate on it. Which, if I'm not mistaken, if I know average black tentacles, I could cast it twice, right? Well, you could cast it without concentrating on it and then cast it again. Uh, yeah. No, because right? you're, you're still concentrating on it. No, I'm not. It says damage can't break your concentration. You mm. are concentrating on the spells. So you can't cast uh, it twice. But, wait, 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 wait. I thought I read something. Okay. Yep, no, that makes sense. Right. Wow, that's even worse then. I thought I could at least cast it twice because I didn't have to concentrate yeah, on it. Yeah, I had that same thought that I could just well, bam, let it go. But I have to yeah. still hold on to it. I just can't let it go if somebody hurts me. Yeah, well, fuck that. Yeah, it's a little worse that way. Level 14, the big ability. You can magically open temporary conduits to watery destinations. As an action, you can teleport yourself and up to five other willing creatures you can see within 30 feet up to one mile away to a body of water you've seen that is a pond or larger. I have said this many times, Shorter but longer. this time I firmly believe it. 
This is the worst high-level ability I've ever seen. Trash. Trash. Like, Trash. A, I have to be familiar enough with the area to know where a body of water is that I can teleport to, and I have to remember where it is and keep it within a mile of me? Right. If I'm in a new dungeon, in a new locale that I've never really been to, I might not have encountered a fucking pond. Yes. And the other thing is, this is going to force this warlock to ask the DM, have I seen a pond? Have, have I seen, seen a, a pond? pond? Have I seen a pond? Yep. Does a river count as a body of water? Yeah. So, you know, always stay by a river? I ex See, exactly. This is perfect if we're on the sea. If we're doing something on the sea, this is beautiful. This is a great class. Yeah. Other than that, this class is trash. Yeah, I think that's um pretty much the worst teleport we've read about so far. Yeah. You can't even you might not even be able to do it. Correct. <laughs> that's that's the reason this ability sucks. Level 14, you get an ability you might not be able to use. Like just imagine that you're sitting there, you and your friends are in deep shit, and you're like, guys, I got us, I'm gonna get us out of here, and you go to use it, and the DM's like, uh you passed a puddle, but it's not really a pond. Oh no, that pond's actually a mile and a half away. Exactly. yeah. Or or you know, anything like that. Yeah. That just sucks. You know how far a mile is? 5,280 feet. Correct. You know how many miles per hour an average human walks at a good pace? Three. Three to four. So that means with if I go 20 minutes away from something walking, I'm too far. Yeah. Trash. Yeah. Anyways, let's get to the real money. The real money. Mm-mm-mm. That is the genie. I'm a the genie, genie patron. I won't sing it because we don't have the rights. Whatever. No one's going to come for us. They're going to come. They always will come for us. I've learned. If I've learned anything, they're coming. You have made a pact with one of the rarest kinds of genie. A noble genie. A noble genie. I'm not going to lie. I thought there were only four kinds, which they cover. I don't actually remember noble genies. It's not. It's but... just saying one of these elemental genies that is a noble. Oh, oh, okay. I thought it was a specific. I thought, okay. Yeah. I like they, they're like higher echelon genie. Okay. I am going to say the illustration in D&D Beyond is horrible. What do you mean? You don't like the warlock using a genie's vessel to bat? Why is it? How? What? I know. It's not great. We're just going to skip right over Yeah, that. no, I skipped that. I definitely skipped that. Now, here is what, here's exactly now. what you were talking about before. The genie expanded spell lists are, are different. I love it. They get that, different that ones my, based I on the genie. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it so much. This is what this shit should look like. Um, another great example of what I was talking about is... Uh, um, Circle of the Land druids, based on which area they prefer, they get yeah. different spells. Right. This is so. exactly what how that should look like. Um, and they get wish eventually at ninth level for their ninth level spells, ninth level, which is way higher, obviously. Yep. Yep. Uh, first level, your patron gifts you a vessel. That's a tiny object you can use as your spellcasting focus. Which one are you picking? Um, probably the. Uh, Probably the ring with the compartment. That yep. Yeah. That's the one. Right. That's the one. It's wearable. I don't have to hold it. It's less fragile. Uh you can make a new one, obviously. And it's e like it's easier to like go into like a dark corner and then go into your ring and hide essentially. Well, I'm also it says you can decide your own. My lich phylactery will be my genie vessel. That, well, uh, I wouldn't do that. The, I know. We'll get to it eventually. The bottles don't have that much health. It's not great. Um, <laughs> so when you're touching your vessel, you can use it in one of the following ways. You can enter it. Yep. Of course. It makes sense. You Very on the nose. And Very you can stay a number of hours equal to what? Twice your level? Yeah, I think something like that. A uh, number of hours equal to twice your proficiency bonus. Oh, okay. 
um, you can exit early. So let's just go to proficiency bonus again. If I want to stay eight hours for a long rest, I need to be level nine. Yep. Um, okay, cool. Level nine, I can long rest in there. Once you enter the vessel, you can't enter again until you finish a long rest. What if I finish a long rest in the vessel? Then you, you come out as a bonus action. So. Uh, Genie's Wrath, once during each of your turns when you hit with an attack roll, you can deal extra damage equal to your proficiency bonus type determined by your genie. And then it gives you the stats for the vessel itself. I like the idea of just getting extra free damage just just because. Totally. Anytime because, you get free damage, it's always helpful. And it says um, attack roll. Just attack roll. So it could be yeah, attack so, with a spell or a weapon well, or whatever. You know, you're you're a fucking warlock. You're Eldritch Blasting. It is what it is. I know, but it didn't it didn't specify. I liked that. So you can so you can do anything. You yes. can get the bonus damage no matter what. Oh, yeah. Or if you're a pack through the blade warlock, you can get it on your swords. Or you multi-class. Well. What's, uh, come on. There are multi-class warlocks. They oh, of exist. course. I mean, warlock paladin, warlock sorcerer, warlock bard. And you could stuff. deal at once when you hit with an attack roll. It doesn't say what kind. You oh, get to I, I, yeah, no, it's it's wonderful. Um, I would never be. I would never pick an earth based the Dao. I would never pick the Dao genie. Thun, uh, like earth thoughts. bludgeoning. Yeah. Eh. 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 Uh, does it count as magic damage for purposes of damage reduction? Yeah. I, I, yes, I would say that the genie's magic bludgeoning damage is magic. I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Well, I, I guess it depends on what you're using to do the attack roll. Oh, okay. There you go. I would agree with that. If I hit you with a spell, it's magic. If I don't, it's not. If I hit you with a mundane weapon, then it's just extra mundane damage. I would agree with you. Okay. There you go. Sixth level. You begin to take on characteristics of your patron, resistance to damage type determined by the genie. In addition, as a bonus action, you can give yourself 30, speed, 30 feet flying speed, mm -hmm. and you can do this number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. Long rest to get him back. See, in this situation, I would actually like that bludgeoning damage resistance. So it's a bit of a From falling. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah <laughs> just anything, you know? Bludgeoning damage happens. That's funny, actually. So six level, fly for 10 minutes a couple times a day. Yeah. That's okay. That's good. It's not yeah, great. That's Especially because it's a slow fly. That's good. I um, like the resistance. Anytime I can get resistance to anything, it's helpful. But now you don't have to spend the, the spells casting fly. Yeah. Uh, now, here's, here's, where, here's where we get good, right? I think I might have written it. this down. Level 10, Sanctuary Vessel. Yep. This is the single greatest ability in Dungeons & Dragons. Okay, well, I just said that about a different thing. So go ahead, yeah. When go you ahead. enter a genie's vessel, you can now choose up to five willing creatures to go with you. Okay. As a bonus action, you can kick them out. In yeah. addition, anyone, including you, who remains in the vessel for at least 10 minutes gains the benefit of finishing a short rest. Yep. And anyone can add your proficiency bonus to the number of hit points they gain if they spend hit dice. Yeah. That part doesn't matter. Well, I think a quick and empowered short rest is very nice. Ten minutes. Well, I mean, there's a spell. Catnap does that. But a short rest is an hour. You know, but Catnap does it in ten minutes, too. There's yep. a spell that does the exact same thing. I don't even know this spell. Hold on. Yeah. yeah Where's that catnap. spell? It's in Xanthar's, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, that would be why I don't uh, know it. Hold on, I want to double check. Cat nap is it one word, two words? Yep, it's one word. Well, yep, definitely not two words. Cat nap. Up to three willing creatures, unless you cast at a higher level. Mm -hmm. Fall unconscious for ten minutes. So these people don't have to be unconscious. Yeah, they they're can in a hear. Bottle. They can hear in, around the space. Yeah, but they're not space. acting on anything that's happening. My point is, I didn't even know about the catnap spell. Great spell. Um, 
this ability makes every other class that benefits from a short rest sixfold better. Yes, I agree with that. So, this is definitely very warlock focused. Warlock fighter is well, where if, this. If I have really a fighter is. in my party, and we both in ten minutes time can have all of all our abilities back. back, basically. Yep. Unstoppable. Yeah. Unbeatable. Very... Especially a fighter. Yeah. Action surge. Oh. Uh, second wind. As a fighter that spent all of their shit recently, I can attest that a short rest is very helpful. Ten minutes. Yes. Somebody could be casting a ritual and you would finish a short rest in the same amount of time. Yeah. Less Fucking... time because they would actually have to spend the action or more after they spend the 10 minutes ritualistically casting. Fucking wild. I think this, because it's you know, five people, you're in the relative safety of the vessel, which you could, in theory, you could hide. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. No, it's, I, I think it's very helpful. Um, of course, the only... Uh, risk is if the object that everyone is now hiding in gets absconded with in some way but you can bamf out of it you can but you know what if a uh, fucking sneaky ass rogue comes up picks up and then you know dimension doors or fucking something i don't know yeah you got to find a good way to keep it safe but in reality yeah. it's okay hey guy who has who's okay still hold this for a second while i spend 10 minutes resting as you walk mm -hmm. right all right level 14 limited wish uh, once every 1d4 long rests, you can cast a 6th level or lower spell mm -hmm. from any class spell list. Yes. What do you think? Uh, you know, it's it's good. Uh, it's fine. It's not it's not great, in my opinion. I don't like the 1d4 long rest it's thing. Like rough that. Rough cooldown. That, yeah, that, like, if it was once per long rest, okay, yeah, that'd be good. Rough you know, I, I can think of a lot of good 6th level spells and 5th level spells. Like, this would be good for, like, raise Dead or things like that that require material components. Did somebody know. say Heal? Yeah. Uh, heals, is Heal 6th level spell? 5th level spell. Heal? Yeah. Oh, shit. I thought it was it's, way wait, higher. It, it's a 5th or 6th level spell, but I checked before I wrote it down. Heal, Word of Recall, Dawn, like... All of these things are available to you now. Six level spell. Yeah. I think that's great. But that is a... If I roll a fucking that, four... Yeah. I would kill myself and start a new character. An ultimate ability that I can only use, you know, not every day. That's... that. that yeah, just it's the same thing fair. as the Fathomless Plunge. You mean I can't use this today? Yeah. I don't know why we're trying to jip with the Warlocks on their ultimate don't abilities. Don't say jip. Okay. Jip is a slur okay <laughs> anyways we went really long sorry i don't think it was that long i mean i'm looking 48 look no 55 okay that's a little long <laughs> we're, we're new to this okay we're new to podcast this isn't our 100th episode no it's not our 100th episode we'll get there soon we're like 87 or something we'll be pros by the hundredth okay Next time we're gonna wrap this all up. In the meantime, you thought this everybody, week was rough. Just wait. In the meantime, everybody, we do love you guys. Um, follow us on Twitter at RWD Podcast and send us your thoughts and DD rants at rwdpodcast at gmail.com. And fingers crossed, we see you all again. Till then.